Hello, everybody. Welcome back to To the Saints again. Nobody else gonna sing with me? It's a choir, right? <laughs> My dad always says, I sing solo. Solo, you can't hear me. <laughs> yes. Hey, we're back again. And if you're still listening, you made it through the last episode or you just skipped it all together. But we got another good one lined up for you today. We thought it might be kind of fun to tell you who I am. My name is R.C. And this is Allison. This is Ty Cohen. This is Bridget. This is Carrie. And this is Amy. That's great. Tell us what we're going to do today, Allison. (laughs) We are going to be doing some talking. We want to share with you all today some of the influences, the books, podcasts, um, events, uh, different things that we've read or experienced that were influential, life-changing even, some of them. And um, And still are. Well, it's important what we read, who we hang out with, all that does make a difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can affect <laughs> I'm us. hanging out with you guys. <laughs> I'm a much better person now. <laughs> and to start off, I want to do a disclaimer. I love disclaimers, yes. and I know I've, it's been suggested. Is that, is that, that your I disclaimer that do, you love disclaimers? <laughs> I don't. There's so many disclaimers. You have yes. to speak really fast. Microsheets, <laughs> microsheets. No. But this is actually. From directly from Frank Viola, because uh, I really like how he puts this um, on his website. So it says, so "I don't agree." He's, an influence. <laughs> <laughs> he's already influenced the show. Rubbing the chin. <laughs> he says, "I don't agree with every word of every book, nor do I agree with everything the authors have ever said, done, or written elsewhere." Dum, and dum, so dum. that's just to kind of put that out there today. So just so everybody knows, he's worked influences these were impactful but that doesn't mean that right we're like everything they've ever done and exactly where they are in life now is mm-hmm. you know we're following along with yes so right yeah right. even even the the book maybe that we're talking about we don't even necessarily agree with everything in the book mm-hmm. right? but it was still very influential yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah oftentimes we look at things that influenced us and it seems um, like it's a journey and mm-hmm. The journey didn't go straight to where we are now. It was like these turns. Right, yes. This, this book, or this conference has guided me to um, mm. where I am now and continually being developed uh, in the Lord. Uh, another phrase we, we often use is um, eat the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah. And when we use it, it's not that um, eat the meat only what appeals to me or I like. Mm. The idea is like, what really resonates with me spiritually. Yeah. And it's like giving and sometimes it takes a minute. Like you first read it, like, oh ugh. <laughs> but then as as you kind of um, digest it, kind of chew it up a little bit, you're like, oh, there's some there's some truth, there's some life in that. And my initial reaction was maybe my, my flesh kind mm-hmm. of rejecting it. Yeah. Um, so eat the meat, scrap the bones, separate the wheat from the shaft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just get right to um, the Lord's purpose and His life and what what was being communicated. Because yeah. there's a lot of things out there that sound really good and have lots of nuggets of truth, mm-hmm. 
but then a lot of distractions and a lot of things that go off other directions that might sound good but aren't. So that's the spitting out the bones. Mm -hmm. Sugar. Sugar's evil. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the meaning of the bones? Talking. Talking. All right, I'll get started. Um, what, an, an author that well, Tyrone wasn't doing any good, was he? I have a really good talking head. He's just a talking head. <laughs> um, one author that has influenced me is uh, Richard Foster. Um, I've read some, a lot of his books. Oh, yeah. Dallas Willard, Richard Foster, um, especially uh, Celebration of Discipline. Um, I guess for me, it's a lot more um, in contemplative uh, and has, has helped me really focus more on the Lord and His life and developing that. Um, he does have some, um, a couple, I guess they're kind of collaborative works, devotional classics and spiritual classics that get very um, interesting that he takes, I guess, the spiritual fathers from hundreds of years ago and writes, draws out from things that they've written and puts them together. Um, and it's really interesting to, to see um, how the Lord has influenced people that have gone before us mm-hmm. and has spoken um, to through time. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Foster, he does, they do have an organization for Novari, I'll have the link up. But what they say is they provide practical resources for cultiva- cultivating a life, God's life, becoming more like Jesus from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's been a really good influence on me. Um, I think, to be honest and truthful, um, it opened my eyes to a lot of uh, different things, but I, I took it for myself as an individual. Mm-hmm. And I guess my only um, recommendation now would be to look at these things as we do it in a corporate mindset, mm-hmm. not necessarily that this is for me and myself. Yes. Um, yeah. Another influence is uh, Frank Viola. Um, you know, he's he's uh, <laughs> spoken a lot and written, written a lot of uh, things that Well, he's me. influenced Allison. Yeah, <laughs> My favorite disclaimer. Right. Um, I guess I have a Frank Viola's trifecta, Pagan mm. Christianity, came out in January of 2008. That's the red book and we hear a lot of people red, talk about. Yes. That, you know, <laughs> it's not a standalone book. It's uh, right. kind of like the first part. Of mm-hmm. And then later that year, it came out with, re- I say, Reimagining Church. Uh-huh. But I think this comes from where I was at. It said, um, Reimaging. Interesting. It says Reimaging. Yeah, I heard it say both ways. Well, I think I thought it is reimagining. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I think those other people are wrong, Andrew. Did you say reimagining? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now he's talking. He's talking. Frank Viola's book, Reimagining Church, Pursuing the Dream of Organic Christianity, and then um, from returning to here, rediscovering the ageless mm-hmm. purpose of God. Um, I think those three books really um, tremendously impacted me as far as um, maybe um, a breaking of the outer man and being Christianity 
and then a redevelopment and a reimagining, mm -hmm. and then a, a vision and a, and a goal mm -hmm. uh, from to from eternity here. What it could be. That's good. Yes. Um, another author I have is uh, Manfred Haller. Mm, yeah. History of God, Christ, All, and In All. Um, this brother's from Switzerland, and um, the Rebuilders, um, they republished uh, this book in English. Yeah. And it talks a lot about Christ and the Church are one. We are a community in which Christ lives, and we are a society whose existence is Christ himself, mm -hmm. an organism growing in the fullness of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, what really impacted me about this book is just seeing Christ all around. Mm -hmm. And then after... Hang on, can I say yeah. something about this one real mm -hmm. quick? So we were working um, with a group of saints in Kingwood, Texas, and because we homeschool, we typically take our kids to the library pretty regularly. And we were at the library one day, and um, our C and I were just sitting there waiting for our kids to get done doing their thing, and there was this, you know, they had like a stack of books that you could buy for like a dollar each or something. And so I was just randomly going through it, like killing time, really. And I see this Manfred Holler book, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I had actually already ordered it online. We already owned it. but And I open it up, and one of the saints from the group we were in, it was her book. And they had had two of them. And so they kept one and gave the other one to the library. And so um, I thought, that is how random You're right. that we would even find it. So we bought it. And we did. Gave it back to her because she had notes in it and like her phone number and everything in it. And she said, "Oh, we meant to sell his and keep mine." Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that that book really um, challenged me to uh, go out and see Christ all around. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. That's um, awesome. Another influence I have is um, a, new, a band. Sons a band. Oh, yeah. all right. Sons of Cor is. Uh, a group from Australia, Australia. Yes. who have put in, have taken the psalms and put them to music. Nice. And um, you can check out their website. But they're they're a fun band to see live, and then you can certainly listen to them online. But just um, helping me not just read the psalms, but kind of listening to them and, and in different ways. Okay. <laughs> um, the last I have is um, I guess it's very personal <laughs> influence and. Um, I have the word uh, sunshine, and um, for me, sunshine is uh, what uh, one of the names I have for my wife. Mm -hmm. Nice, Carrie. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not able to say sh sunshine without smiling. <laughs> um, but really, my wife has um, been a huge impact on my life as far as pointing me to Christ, directing mm -hmm. me back to Christ, um, pushing into His body, and pursuing His life. Even the difficult times where I want to be obedient to the Lord, that organic church body life is is very challenging. <laughs> there have been times that I just I just want to go back to um, yeah. an easy, mm -hmm. an easy way. I guess the last episode we talked about the grape. I want to go to where it's just a water, a comfortable grape. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I could just open my mouth and swallow. Nice. The water and. Um, my wife has really um, been supportive of that, if that's what I was to choose, but um, challenging me, and you have tasted and you have seen the Lord, and you know His life, and His life is possible. Um, trust Him, believe Him, and together we, we, can, we can be successful in, in this life. Mm -hmm. 
um, to my you know, life through through her life and then through her words of encouragement um, definitely has really influenced me and continues every day. It's awesome. Man. Wow. Some of these are, like I say some of these as in Andrew's the one who's talked, but <laughs> <laughs> looking at the other's notes, um, some of these are ones, saints, that were learning for the first time, some yeah. of us. <laughs> like I never knew he had sunshine for care. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. I thought he listened to Sons of Korah. Does he ever share his musical tastes with me? No. <laughs> Has anyone else ever been influenced? <laughs> <laughs> I think he did a great job. We talked about wine in the last. <laughs> so here's my list really fast. Oh, come on now. Uh, the first book is The Community Life of God by Milton Rodriguez. The second book is From Eternity to Here by Frank Viola. The third book is (laughs) by Watchman. I'll go back up to the first one. The Community Life of God. I learned about it when I was at my first conference in 2009, and Milt gave messages based on the book, and I heard it for the first time, and it was like, that's it. Because mm-hmm. this was, I had read a pagan Christianity yeah. and re-imaging church. And so having this, this revelation, this reality of the community life of God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit together before time and space, and then that there's actually a reality lived out yes. in time and space. And it's the church in that individually as members of the body and corporately we participate in this life together mm-hmm. with Christ in the heavenlies and display it in the earth also. Um, was groundbreaking for me, mm-hmm. earth-shattering, and it, it changed my life, uh, impacted me in a way where I just I never I never could see Christ and His Church as being these two separate entities anymore. Mm-hmm. One, and then also His body and the corporate expression mm-hmm. of Christ um, as being what it is the reality of the spiritual uh, Godhead mm-hmm. community life that display both now and forevermore. And then, of course, From Eternity Here by Frank Viola is the same thing, uh, with a different spin a little bit, but it's God's eternal purpose. Mm -hmm. It gives us, it puts God on display in Christ and removes man out of the way as the centerpiece. It's God and what he's always wanted Mm -hmm. in his son and the means by which he's accomplished this in his son and how Christ Jesus continues to carry it out now and forevermore. Mm-hmm. And then the, the normal Christian life by Watchman Nee, which it, it helped me to see that living for Christ, living by the spirit is not something abnormal for a believer. Right. Yes. Yes. Amen. As, you, as you continue to move on and go on with the Lord. 
this is this is your way. It's like yeah. as a human drinking water or breathing oxygen mm -hmm. or all of the different animated exercises we do with our body throughout the day, walking. These stages we go through in life in our physical body, there are stages you go through in life in the spiritual experience in Christ that are naturally not abnormal and not to be ashamed about it, worried about it, neither concerned about whether or not it's happening mm -hmm. to the point where you get so consumed with, am I growing? Right. Am I maturing? Jesus mm -hmm. says, don't worry about that. Just look at me yeah. and feed on me and those things are, are tied into my life that you're eating. Yeah. So the normal Christian church life is similar, which is the church life corporately as it moves forward mm -hmm. in Christ in the natural uh, outworkings of that, uh, the different stages of the body growing. A good example of that is if you look at an infant from, from con conception to birth to one-year-old, five-year-old, it's a perfect, I won't say a perfect, it's a really good picture of how the church grows, yeah. and yeah. how the church moves, how the church matures, how it expresses the life within. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's A.W. Tozer, the crucified life, the cross, learning that the cross is not some event, but a way of life. And what I mean by the cross is the laying down of your life, your will, your purpose, letting go of it completely for one purpose, and that's the Father, his purpose. The on high calling, um, by T. Austin Sparks. I recommend, if, for people who haven't read that one, it's free on T. Mm -hmm. There's a website, T. Austin Sparks. Yeah, we, we put it out on our website before. Yeah, we'll have the link. Yeah, the link, the High Calling, it talks about um, for the church what our, what our purpose is and what our calling is. And it, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with our individual ministries. Yeah. What? Even in organic church life or kingdom communities, however we want to say it, even, even that the on high calling is Jesus yes. and his displaying life through this mini member body. Yeah. What? I think we just did a podcast about this a couple weeks ago. Did we? Then, uh, by the way, a lot of these books that I'm saying or podcasts, whatever it is, we've all experienced or read and our list could be even longer oh at least gosh. mine could yeah. 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 I struggle because there's like I, no, I was wrecking my brain this one I know <laughs> this one, this one. But these are the ones that um, when I read them I'm like I, yeah. it something shifted changed. something changed yeah, something we use that yeah. word shift but yeah. it, it, something shifted yeah. the way the spirit left left mm -hmm. <laughs> Experiencing the depths of Jesus Christ by Eugene Guyon. Mm -hmm. Guyon. I'm sorry, French speakers. Guyon. Guyon. Which, as, yes. as an individual member and corporately, because we would share this together with brothers and sisters in our church that we were part of in Oklahoma City stages of knowing the Lord mm -hmm. and continually going back and, and experiencing the dry times and continually going back and, and being full of Christ and continually going back mm -hmm. and your hunger for him grows as you're eating of him, mm -hmm. which is bizarre and amazing. At what? The same your hunger grows as you eat of him. Yes. That's, that's totally other in this other kingdom. <laughs> and then uh, The Spiritual awesome. Guide by Miguel Molinos, which is another book that... Uh, Influenced and helped me to develop, and amongst other brothers and sisters, and my wife, because we 
a lot of these books we read together, um, the spiritual life, the awareness of mm -hmm. the spirit, Christ mm -hmm. in the spirit in us, the Father in us, working behind the scenes, the invisible life, mm -hmm. the life in the tree that you can't see, mm -hmm. but it's being expressed through the trunk, the branches, mm -hmm. the leaves, and the fruit, or whatever kind of nuts, whatever it produces. Mm -hmm. And uh, another a quote from, by a brother, a dear brother I have, uh, we were talking about, what are they called? Personality, Personality classifications yeah. and how some are introverts, some people are extroverts, or some people are people who are planners, or whatever it may be. And he said, I understand that we all may be introverts or extroverts, or we may see ourselves as that, but ultimately we look at Christ and we have been placed in him, which makes us Jesus-verts. Mm, I like that. Jesus-verts. And so yeah. that's really stuck with me. It's, and and mm -hmm. as cheesy as it may sound or whatever it may be for some people, we are Jesus-verts. We, right. we take on, we have taken on yes. his personality. Yes. Yeah. His personality is that of the Father. His yes. character, his nature, you yes. bet. Well, and that, that too goes back to that same podcast that we did two weeks ago about distinctions, mm -hmm. where because now we have been brought into Christ, sometimes we might be, by his life, more introverted, yeah. sometimes we might be, by his life, more extroverted, because we are Jesus first. Yes. We're no longer defined So by we're always Jesus-verted. Yes. Extroverted, introverted, <laughs> Jesus-verted. Jesus-verted. Well, I think, too, with us talking about things and stuff, you know, when we came up with this, we were like, oh yeah, just, you know, two or three. I know. <laughs> we get on our notes today, and we look, we're like, oh my <laughs> it's hard. It's hard no, because it is. They have been very influential. They have been pivotal things that showed us more of the Lord. And a lot of the books for us all are the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they show books. That's yeah. just books or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Whatever is influenced. Yeah. So, Bridget's yeah. the only one that really abided by the. Well, I have more. As you guys have been talking about. <laughs> oh man. Bridget, she follows. I did. <laughs> <laughs> a girl, bright girl. <laughs> I will just uh, this is Allison. Hi, Allison. <laughs> Hi, Allison. Hi, Allison's talking. Thanks, Carrie. matches her computer today. I'm sorry. I really like this color. You look really good in it. Thanks. Thanks so much. I'm going to snap a picture so we can post it on the, so it'll be a part of the blog post. So that everyone will know what we're talking about. Okay, that sounds great. Smile real quick so that I won't get you making a really funny face. There we go. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll keep, that's funny, because people will be scrolling along and they're like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to others. Yes. So I'm not going to relist any that anybody has already said because there are several duplicates. But mm -hmm. you know, this is good. So just just a, a good list. All those people. and yes. <laughs> right, yes. All of the above. D is my answer. Plus, um, just want to mention um, the the Crisis All podcast, mm -hmm. Frank Viola's yes. podcast, which. Yeah. I don't think he's very active on anymore, but there's still like yeah, a hundred plus out there. And um, there is something that I've learned is important about speaking aloud, declaring things aloud that is impactful in the spiritual and material world. Yeah. And so the podcast was very influential and helpful um, and encouragement. The, um, a couple books by A.W. Tozer, The Pursuit of God and The Counselor, 
The counselor in particular was very helpful in um, at a time in my life when I was not even close to thinking the way I am now, but just understanding that there is a spiritual realm and that the Lord has so much for us through His Spirit, mm-hmm. that it is a living and active thing that we've been given. Mm-hmm. So that was just one of those kind of hit me in the face, wow, and excitement uh, for what the Lord has for His people. Um, let's see here. God's Favorite Place on Earth by Frank Viola. Mm-hmm was uh, helpful in seeing the starting to see, beginning to see the worth of Jesus Christ and how he is worth anything that we lay down. And, and so that's, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it also influenced Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone is adding to his list. <laughs> Early on, uh, for me, a couple books by Brennan Manning, Ruthless mm-hmm. Trust, about just having that ruthless trust, faith in the Lord, and the importance of being foolish, about being uh, vulnerable and open with people, and mm-hmm. not having facades, yeah. um, and that that's not a part of having Christ being able to be seen through his people. We just need to be Christ and not have anything else layered on top of that. <laughs> and the book um, Unoffendable by Brant Hansen comes to my mind regularly because mm-hmm. it. I want to be offended a lot. Mm-hmm. And so reading through that book and understanding that we have no right to be offended mm-hmm. by anything, it, it just it changes how I function every single day still. There's so much freedom yes. in yes. being unoffendable. Yes. And the practical, sorry, I know this is a side note, but the practical reality of being unoffendable is that our flesh is going to get offended. Yes. And then it's the active choice in that moment mm-hmm. whether I'm going to operate out of the flesh or whether I'm going to deny myself mm-hmm. and live by the Spirit yes. instead. Because it's not like we get to a place where, oh, good, absolutely nothing bugs me. Like That's not the point. That's, That's not the, the point. point. Right. No. Things are going to prick but, our flesh and bug mm-hmm. us. And then it's the choice that we make. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good book. Mm-hmm. And then another... Jean Guyon, mm-hmm. Guyon book, Intimacy with Christ. Um, it's just letters that she wrote back and forth, and I forget his name. With um, anyway, some Francis, Francis Fenelon, Pierre. Yeah, but they're just they're just so beautiful, and it just made me see that that anything that we give for for Christ is worth it, and not just um, worth it, but like the best way. Mm-hmm. The best way to be, and even though it seems strange from the outside and culturally odd, you cannot give too much to Christ. You cannot lay down too much for Him. It just just, um, encouraged me in that. Just, yeah, yeah, there is not too much for Him. We've given Him it all already. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. Mm -hmm. How can He ask for more? He can't, because He's already asked for it all. And we've given it to Him. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, I'll let everybody else go on <laughs> Thank you, Allison. You're welcome, Marcy. Mm-hmm. Allison signing off. <laughs> so, Bridget, tell me about your influence. <laughs> well, I added one. I actually have another one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
and um, it's influenced Tyrone as well. Yeah. So I'm actually going to um, what what Andrew shared about Carrie influencing him. Um, I reminded me of a very large influence in my life that I want to start with because this actually was an influence for me before I even could understand. It was basically when I was three years old, and um, that that it was a major shift and impact on my life. And um, of course, all these people in this room have been huge influences on me. My husband, huge, huge influence. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to just copy Andrew's ideas. So I'm going to say someone else. Um, basically, um, when I was three years old, my, um, my mom had been married to my biological dad, and then they had gotten divorced. And when I was three, she got remarried. And um, they immediately started the adoption process because my biological dad was not interested in being a part of my life. And when I was four years old, I was adopted by my dad, and um, it, it 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 literally changed my life, you know, 180 degrees. I didn't even realize it at the time. I I remember being in eighth grade, and I was taking this um, life skills class. We had to take life skills class back in the day, mm-hmm. and my best friend and I were in the class together. And so we totally didn't pay attention, right? And our teacher took us up to the library one day. Right. <laughs> our teacher took us up to the library one day and basically said, okay, everyone needs to pick a book off of this one bookshelf right here, and you're going to do a report off that book, right? And they all had to do with life things. Literally, I kid you not, my best friend and I waited until there were two books left on the bookshelf. We so did not care. I can promise you we were talking about the boy I had a huge crush on him. And, um, what's his name? I can tell you. I'm not going to, but I can tell you. <laughs> I didn't know Mercy yet. Um, and we literally took the last two books on the shelf. I put it, you know, checked it out and put it in my bag. Did not think twice, right? And, um, got home and my parents were very involved in our life and my mom would go through my backpack to see what was going on. Not like in a sneaky way, but like, you know, know what was going on. And so I remember that evening, my dad sitting me down in the living room and he had the book in his lap and he was like, so we see that you checked this book out from the library and you know, I just wanted to know if you wanted to talk about this. And I realized two things in that moment. One, the book that I had chosen was about adoption. I seriously didn't like even pay that much attention. And the second thing was, it dawned on me, I kid you not, it dawned on me like for real for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm adopted. Because he was so my dad. And it was so like, I, I was, that was not an aspect of my life that I was adopted and my sisters weren't like, it wasn't this was our family, no. My identity was as his daughter mm-hmm. in this family, you know, and I didn't have to, go see my real dad on the weekends and um you know this was our mom but this was their dad I mean, you know like this was it, it it um greatly in a major way it was a huge influence on my life um for the lord that, uh, anyway so i'm gonna throw that one out there because seriously like couldn't be more impactful so yes um okay now to the other stuff so everyone Pretty much, not everyone. Almost everyone has talked about Jean Guion, Madame Guion. <laughs> Andrew didn't. He didn't say anything about her. Thank you, Andrew. I wasn't sure how to pronounce her name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, she's rolling over her right now. <laughs> um, so yes to the books that have been 
So, so far, but honestly, um, the book that was um, probably one of the most influential books in my life of reading was actually her autobiography. Mm -hmm. And she was in prison twice during her life and ended in, and wrote this autobiography, not, she, it was her friend who actually encouraged her to write it to kind of tell her side of the story because yeah. her, her side of the story was not out there. Mm -hmm. um, but actually what was so influential to me was just like what Allison was saying, it was seeing a life utterly surrendered to the Lord, mm -hmm. no matter the cost. And seeing the um, kind of immaculate beauty in that life. Y'all, the air conditioner stinks. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm making terrible faces as Bridget's talking and about something so lovely. It turns on. Tyrone covers his face, and we all kind of get this grimace. We whiz. It stinks. Um, yeah. Sorry. We're grateful for the space. Yes. It stinks. But we are. It's very echoey and cavernous. We'll have to work on that. It smells like we're in the you know what? This is us sacrificing to the Lord. <laughs> no. Stinky room. Somebody's yes. going to send us, like, nose. <laughs> but as as we've talked offline, this is a far cry from where we were. While the setup was great, yeah. it was so hot. Yes. There. Yes. Yep. Wonderful. Yes, we can always put layers on. But Andrew ran out of stuff to take off. <laughs> So Bridget, Bridget was talking very nicely about yeah. Yeah, don't spit out the meat. <laughs> it's also possible that this was really impactful because of the time in which I was reading it. I was actually reading it while we were out in California, training with Milton Mary, and it, it was kind of the catalyst to to just really give myself over to what the Lord was asking, like just go for it. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, so Jean Guillaume's autobiography. Um, there's also a book called Hind's Feet on High Places by Hannah Hernard. Um, Allison did not mention that. I know, she left it for me because my list was so short. Uh, and because before. I was influenced to read it from Bridget. Oh, so it's only seemed fair to let her speak on it, yes. Um, I've actually read Hind's Feet on High Places twice. I read it. Um, back when I was still very much entrenched in institutional Christianity, and um, it did not have the impact on me then that it did um, when I read it actually just a couple of years ago now, reread it. Um, and it's, um, it was really honestly that, again, it was a book that I was reading at a time when the Lord was walking me through a lot of mm -hmm. altars, building a lot of altars. And, my will on them still to this day but um, it just kind of gave me a, a visual reality of what was happening spiritually and it, and it too is um, essentially about a life surrender to the Lord at, at whatever cost mm -hmm. but the beautiful um, reality of what the Lord's working out in every single one of those altars that he asks us to build um, I like it. you had a fiction choice you know, I mean you know most of these books are nonfiction. Oh, mm -hmm. Um, Christian life related. This was a fictional book yeah, with spiritual truths. Yeah. Um, and speaking of last week, we talked about grapes and how they need to struggle. And um, the much afraid, the main character and Hands Feet on Her Places has two handmaidens that go with her and it's mm -hmm. sorrow and suffering. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but what's beautiful is they're transformed in the process as well. Um, so. 
Um, and then finally, uh, the last one is the stewardship of the mystery uh, by T. Austin Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> I will because people will enjoy it. Thank you. Uh, but let me tell will you about they, the first. Will they enjoy the story? <laughs> they will. They will. I know one brother. Okay, so the stewardship of the mystery. I read that right after getting to Gainesville. And um, I remember it impacted me, but I couldn't have told you anything specific that, I, that really kind of stood out to me from the book until I read it um, when we were about to leave to move out to California to the training. And it was one of the books that Milt had asked us to read or reread. And I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, there was so much imparted to me by this book that like it wasn't a mental thing because it was things that I knew spiritually mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that they had come from this book mm -hmm. until I reread it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was this book. You actually that, experienced it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just, anyway. So, um, okay. So basically, <laughs> um, when we first got to Gainesville, uh, a brother in the church uh, had um, ordered like five books and he had had them shipped to another brother's house. And so um, the church was meeting in our house at this time. And so this brother had brought the books to the meeting and this other brother who, whose books they actually were had been there that night. So the books sat at our house, right? And I saw Stewardship <laughs> of the Mystery, which was one of them. And See, I, and you didn't think people are going to enjoy this story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's remembering the story now. The so now the brother who had ordered the books is very particular, and he is very particular about well. books. And so he did not like for the spines to be bent, and this was, you know, and so I like Tyrone I read agrees, this book like with the pages barely open, like barely <laughs> open, so that it wouldn't like bend it, you know, and then the, the book would anyway. Surely most of you understand what I'm talking about. Seriously, like I took such care with this book because I had asked him before I started, like, can I read your book? And he, he was like, mm, okay, you know, I have all these other ones. To he, read he, had, he had to embrace a cross, too. I really don't have a reason to tell you no, That's right. so I'll say yes. I have these others I can read first. Yeah. Um, and so I took, like, really, really good care to not bend the spine of this book. Right. She did that. I did. <laughs> I am going to share some personal information on the podcast and basically tell everyone who listens that I am a bathroom reader. Uh, and so I have taken this book. Thank oh, you, Allison. Hands raised. Yeah. <laughs> all those who are bathroom reading. Uh, That's where all my best thinking comes. Right? right? <laughs> so I had taken this book into the bathroom with me. Read. And when I was done, I had set it on the back of the toilet. Because he had not specifically told you not to. I know, right? He had told me not to bend the spine. Right? But he didn't say, he don't didn't take say, this in don't the don't bathroom. Don't flag it. Yeah. If you've seen the Seinfeld episode. But anyway, he yes. did say, don't flag it. I was oh. not to bend any corners either uh, or make any marks in it. I was super careful with this book. Anyway, I had set it on the back of the toilet. Mm -hmm. And like everyone Christian. can see where this is going. <laughs> the book fell in the toilet <laughs> before I flushed. <laughs> but she was not sitting on the toilet. Stewardship. <laughs> <laughs> she was not a very good steward. <laughs> um, so of course. I'm now she could have just it. taken it out and given it back to no, the brother. No, I could not have. I promptly ordered the brother a new book, and he was so gracious to let me finish reading it 
the new one. Yes, okay. <laughs> the new one. <laughs> new room. And so there was no more bathroom reading of that book. <laughs> After in where it begins. So that, that was added to the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, no potty reading. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and get the stewardship of the mission. <laughs> we do have a rare copy. Don't buy a used copy. Some of the pages are smudged. Oh man! <laughs> people, people are getting the the raw us, aren't they? The real us. Hey Pumba, not in front of the kids. Pumba. Yeah. Unplug. Uncut. Uncut. Are you finished, Bridget? I'm done. Yep. I'm done. I guess I'll go next. Um, Again, a lot of the books that everybody else has mentioned have been on my list too, and I think slightly um, for me, I, I kind of listed them in order of what kind of happened, I guess. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I mean, Andrew brought home Peggy Christianity, but kind of just confirmed. It wasn't until from eternity here that I could see that there was this bigger picture. Okay, great, I, I get that this part's wrong, so, so what is it? And um, so just kind of seeing that grand purpose unfolded, like Tyrone said, with us out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, for yes. once, actually seeing clearly, because putting us in the way it just so muddies everything. Um, it's so small when it's all about me. Yes, it's so much bigger. And even smaller when it's all about me. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, and so once seeing this, you know, I'm, I'm captured. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but then, you know, for me, the next book that I've listed is What's with Paul and Women. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, okay, so I see this grand thing, but you know, for me, it was trying to work through being able to function as a woman. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, all of a sudden the Lord's revealing this grand purpose of his, but where do I fit in it when so long I've been told this is my place. You don't have a heart. Yes. And so it is, it's very lowly um, and things like that. So you kind of just, you know, you see the Lord, like, like Andrew said, it's not a straight path. It's just kind of like what gets offered, I need it, mm -hmm. and I needed this. I needed to see that the Lord, you know, um, had purpose for women. It was much higher than what I had been told. Mm -hmm. And I had to actually be able to receive that too. Um, and so seeing, you know, seeing that in that way as well. But anyway, so the next one um, is Sit, Walk, Stand. Um, and I think... By Watch Mini. Yeah, By Watch Mini. Mm -hmm. This was, it's a really small, short book. Um, and it's to the point where it actually helps you, at least for me, I'll say for me, it freed me from having to strive for anything anymore. I really, the thing that really stood out to me was, um, you know, how does he say it? He goes, Christianity starts with um, sitting, resting from a place yes. of rest. And we have, the way Christianity has been is we've started from a place of work and walking and doing. And really, you know, so my starting point was wrong. I needed to start from a place of sitting and resting and receiving all that Christ has done. And from there, then I could actually walk properly um, out this life that you know, had been starting to see. Right. And so that was a really um, pivotal book. Yeah. Um, another one, you know, Normal Christian Life, I, uh, Tyrone had mentioned that, and also God's Spiritual House. And I think that for that book, I read that at, um, 
in Gainesville. You know, so you're in the midst and the throes of experiencing this, but I think the thing for this particular book was that God's house is spiritual first. Yes. Yes. It's all in the spirit. It's all done there. Everything, all of its resources, everything of what I was experiencing, that's where it starts first. Then it's into the earth that it's expressed. Right. So I, I think it's, we always think it's from the earth up. You know, and we it, want the we want the form. We want the form because we think if we have the right form, then right. we'll have the life. Right. And so this book really honed in on this is a spiritual thing yeah. that the Lord is doing. It is a spiritual church. Um, we know Him by Spirit. Everything is done out of the Spirit. Yeah. And so that that was pretty pivotal in that. Um, another one um, is it the butterfly within? Yes. Am I saying it right? Yes. Sometimes I say it. But it's by Milt Rodriguez. Butterfly in you. In you. That's what it is. Um. And this is a really good one, especially, at least for me personally, um, coming, you know, from kind of, a lot of us can probably identify, but coming from a broken family um, and broken mentality about certain things, um, this was one of the things that the Lord used to actually know my worth because of Christ um, and help me see, again, like being a woman or being, you know, just whatever it was that I was seeing as myself, he said, you know, this is who you are in Christ and because of Christ. And so, you know, that, that took a little while working out. You know, and believing it and taking it by faith on a daily basis, but I got a lot of practice. (laughs) Um, And now now you can't shake me of it um, in a lot of ways. And I was also going to speak to the community life of God. And um, it's also by Milt Rodriguez. That also kind of puts, for me, the way I see from eternity to here, you know, community life of God, you see eternity here like this broad, sweeping, eternal mm-hmm. purpose, but then the community life of God actually brings it down and makes yes. it practical. Mm-hmm. It makes it attainable. Mm-hmm. It makes it, you know, like, ah, oh, how do you do this? Yeah. You know, and you kind of get that from that book, and you actually see, you know, even more of that from a different vantage point, it being communal, mm-hmm. um, and actually the church is the, the display of that communal life, um, but it's actually practically worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones I found recently um, is called The Indwelling Life of yes. Christ, All of Him in All of Me by Major Ian Thomas. And it was nice to, you know, I had when you run in these circles, you see a lot of the same authors and things mm-hmm. like that. So I, I, mm-hmm. for me, it was a treasure to find um, this gentleman. And I know he's written other things too. This is just one I found. And it, it's very practical, easy to understand, short chapters, they're digestible, yeah. and it's all truth i mean mm-hmm. the way he yeah. talks about christ the way he talks about who you are because of him and things like that it was, it was it's a really good um it's a good beginning book too um especially if you're starting to learn about the indwelling life um kind of tapping into the fact that it's there how to, how to operate with it how to you know have a relationship with you know the internal christ um and i would say that kind of leads into the next one would be the same um experiencing the depths of jesus christ by Jean Guion. <laughs> Madame Guion. Madame Guion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good book practically, too. Yes. Um, about how to um, get in touch with and have that that worshiping in the spirit idea. How do you do that? I mean, none of us have really been taught, you know, in the institution really how to do that. Or at least I wasn't. There may be some out there that have. But it kind of goes through. And she's so good about being um, almost like baby steps where she takes you through that process and it's for everyone. And, you know, there isn't somebody who's below or above or that can't do this. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's good if that's somewhere where you want to start and you're not really sure um, how to do any of this or how to, you know, worship in the spirit with the Lord. And so that, that those were all very 
forming type books. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> You're welcome, Marcy. <laughs> is that all? Yes, it is. Wonderful. I guess that leaves me, Andrew. It does. <laughs> it does. Have you been influenced? I have been influenced. Tell us about it. Twice in my life. <laughs> One was in a little church where a pastor asked me a few questions. <laughs> and I had to say, I do. Or was it, I will? I don't remember. I do them both. He's nervous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we got so nervous we shot the pastor <laughs> when we were done. We actually did. True With story. Oh, dark guns, yes. He's still, he's still living. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, well, I had to talk him down from offering me a goat or a cow yes. when the pastor said, with what symbol do you, you know, offer you love, yes. He wanted, because at one time people offered goats or cows. <clears throat> and I said no to that, but I had to say yes to the dark ends. Yep. Bridget missed him <laughs> and shot a lady in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's, one eye there? <laughs> oh, no, that's, it was your aunt. That's Aunt uh, One Eye. <laughs> aunt, no, Aunt, what, what, who's the TLC left eye? Yeah. <laughs> aunt Left Eye. Yeah, you cover your right eye. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because my other hand is covered in my blanket over here. <laughs> so, let us begin. Uh, so, I, you know, I've wanted be a writer and I like writing but to be a good writer you have to read a lot <laughs> that's one thing I don't seem to do a whole lot of I'd prefer to watch the movie or the TV show uh, but I do a little reading and I'll get to that here in a minute so a lot of my influences really have been uh, messages spoken yes. spoken word <laughs> as some might say uh, particularly well, I mean, back, if we want to talk about spitting out the bones, eating the meat of things, um, not agreeing with what everything, people who first started getting me thinking outside of the box of uh, yes, and of church and how it's how it's done and the method and all this, were people like Dan Kimball and Brian McLaren and you know some of those guys back in the day. Reading some of their stuff, you know, talking about postmodern Christianity and and a postmodern youth ministry, and so these were things that first started making me question, you know, the way things had always been done, the the, the traditions and the system that was set up. Like, oh, maybe it can be done a different way. Maybe it can be done a different way. And those got me. Those are the first questions that finally led me to, well, all right, Lord, what do you want? You know, not not well, how can it be done different? But uh. Just what are you after, Lord? What are you doing? And so it was then. It was then that, well, everything started to tailspin and <laughs> listen to our yes, listen to our listen to our stories. If you want more on that kind of thing, uh, and so I actually read a lot more. I think back then. Uh, then I started. I came somehow. We came in possession of a CD that had a series of messages. Um, from a conference in 2008 or nine, I think it was nine, a threshold conference that had Frank Viola and Milt Rodriguez and Gary Welter. And I want to say even had Alan Levine on there too. And so I don't remember how we had came into the possession of this CD of messages, but we had it. And we were driving an awful lot between Altus and Oklahoma City. 
and we would stick it in and listen to it every time we drove. And I would, that's when I started um, working for New York Life Insurance, and we had weekly meetings up in Oklahoma City, and so Brother Tobias and I'd be driving up, and I'd always be listening to this these messages, and it was these messages <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Andrew's adding to my notes. Yes. Uh, at least she's adding good things so far. <laughs> Jesus was a, an influence. Uh, that uh, hearing these men speak on this eternal purpose, this gospel, this good news, the, these, this idea of, oh my goodness, there's other things. Um, other than what I've always been taught or thought I knew. And it was in some of those messages that one of the brothers talked about being willing to move heaven and earth to be a part of what Christ is doing. So I was listening to those messages that that, that whole idea of being willing to move started to sink in, that I, I want to move heaven and earth. Because I'd read the scriptures, I'd read all that. It's like I know that I want, I want to follow Jesus the way Jesus says He wants to be followed. Mm -hmm. I want to follow Jesus the way I see the disciples following Jesus. I want to follow Jesus the way Paul follows Jesus. You know, I, I don't. I wasn't satisfied with the way my Christian life had been going. Which come to find out later, well, that's not the normal Christian life, RC. <laughs> the normal Christian life is what we read in scripture. Oh, that's what I want, kind of thing. And so those messages really shaped a lot of um, what I was thinking. And I think, honestly, we got the, that CD sometime after we attended this other conference. It was, yeah, because it was in the wait. We went to the right, conference yes. first. So another, excuse me, big influence was the Houston conference in the summer of 09. I say Houston, it was actually in Montgomery, Texas, or in the, the Woodlands, Texas. We stayed in Montgomery, Texas, which is near Conroe, Texas, which is near all of us. So the geography lesson for all you non-Texans. <laughs> uh, and that was where we first heard this gospel of why God even created in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, let's look at Genesis 1 and 2, and then take a look at Revelation 21 and 22, and there's no fall, there's no redemptive story, there's no all this other, there's why he was creating and the glory at the end. <laughs> so it was, oh, kind of a moment. And so that, so that conference was big. We first met Frank Biola and Milt Rodriguez there, and um, they invited us to move to Gainesville, Florida. And that was rather influential as well. Um, and so before that even, I had read the first chapter or two of Pagan Christianity. My wife had read it. Uh, our friends had read it. And so I had heard it from them. And it was one of those where as I, was, as I read the first couple chapters, all right, I get it. I don't, I don't necessarily need to know how else <laughs> what we do in our systemized religion is is not necessarily even biblical or you know scriptural and anyway so i, I didn't finish that book and so this is confession time i haven't read all of reimagining church 
I haven't. I, the one that I have read all of is from Eternity to Here. <laughs> I have read all of that one. So that's why I wrote it down, because <laughs> I read all of that one. And But again, that was in the course of uh, walking things out with my wife and with our friends. And, and then we finally got to Gainesville and um, spending time with brothers. One of them recommended this little bitty book by Watchman Nee called Sit, Walk, Stand. And, um, so that changed things there. And uh, just the body life in Gainesville mm -hmm. was influential. Yeah. The whole idea of <laughs> seeking the mind of Christ together as a body. Not just, okay, well, I show up to the meeting. Well, this is what I heard from the Lord. So this is obviously what the Lord has for us. Mm -hmm. But that's not what Tyrone heard. He heard something a little different. But that's not what Carrie heard. She heard something. So then now we're debating on who heard correctly. <laughs> when we just lay all that down and sit in a room quietly if we have to. Mm -hmm. As a church. Yes. Mm -hmm. For however long it takes. As awkward as it may feel. As awkward as it may feel. To where you come minutes later, maybe even an hour later, or longer. Yeah, I feel like this is what the Lord's saying. You know what? That's what I heard too. You know, yes and amen. And I heard this as well. You know, and then you see the Lord at work in his people. And um, that was, I remember the first time I, we got to Gainesville and it was a week or week, second week into it, there was a brother's retreat. And I went, and that's when we started doing these things, partnering together. And I had read scripture to, by myself, sure, but now I had to do it with Andrew. And it was one of those, oh my goodness, how do I do this with Andrew or with this other brother who I know or don't know or just met? And um, so there was this whole aspect of now there's a corporate aspect to this yes. normal Christian life. Yep. Called the normal church life thing I'm a jig um, another book that was influential too was um, another bitty bitty one this time by Witness Lee yeah. sometimes I accidentally say Witness Lee <laughs> but it's Witness that's not true, that's not true Andrew <laughs> we were due for one of those <laughs> we were, yeah. and uh, it's called The All-Inclusive Christ and it's really about Christ being the land and how yeah. the promised land in the Old Testament um, and in the real world <laughs> is a picture of the Christ yes. and how, and oh, it's, it's a great book. But again, it's another, as Andrew, as we open the episode today with spitting out the bones kind of thing, because there are a few things where you go, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and so, um, but, but that's like, five percent three percent of 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 the book and so yeah right it's just the little bone that's like you know choke on the bone and so i don't i, I you lay that down you forget about it those bones you say okay they're bones and you move on but that book andrew and i read together we went through it together and we we were working with a, a couple of churches in california at the time together and so we brought messages from that that book and um that was really influential. Uh, and if you don't subscribe to it, I recommend subscribing to a thing called Open Windows. Yeah. Uh, it's T. Austin Sparks, and it's you get it every day in your email. Yes. Just a little question. I mean, it's, it's basically a section, a small section of one of his messages. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's many, many messages, which people say, oh, he wrote a lot. No, he spoke a lot. <laughs> and then they transcribe, yeah. You want to talk about a brother who wrote a lot, that would be Witness Lee. Because <laughs> those guys, man, those Chinese brothers, they wrote and wrote and wrote copious, all kinds of books. And anyway, um, and so T. Austin Sparks is a huge influence. Um, talk about a man with the revelation of Christ and revealing that Christ. And so, yeah. And then another one just, uh, he's gonna listen and he's not gonna like what I'm about to say. I don't know that I've read all of any of Milt Rodriguez's books. <laughs> all of any of them. I've read some of some of them, but I haven't read all of any of them. I have read all of Mary Rodriguez's book, <laughs> Into the Wild. <laughs> uh, that's another good one. And I've read some of their collaboration, uh, The Gathering. Uh -huh. But anyway, Milt is still an influence. Why? Because I have a personal relationship with that brother. I have been able to not only be a part of a church he has planted, but I have been... Uh, in relation with him and, and sharing body life with him yeah. and then being trained by him in this work of working with saints, uh, working with other, other groups to really establish a foundation of Jesus Christ with them. Uh, and so just sitting back and watching him and his ministry of Christ with other saints has been influential, how he handles certain crises and... Uh, I think for me, uh, I was really proud of myself that you put this on there, because I would say Milton Mary, I think probably what has been most influential is how willing they were to open their life up to us. Yes. Yeah. Um, how eager they were to pour into us, but to be real and honest and like really let us see um, what a life lived in service to the Lord looks like in all of its messiness mm -hmm. and not kind of keeping a um, right, right, where, right, we, you can see everything except for these few rooms, mm -hmm. you know, um, but, right. but their willingness to be so open and, and real with us has, I mean, I don't, I don't know that there could have been a, a greater impact in um, in regards to the work. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because these are two saints who are following Jesus the way the disciples followed, you know, the way Paul, and so it was that same kind of lifestyle of what we talked about last week with uh, wine stoppers, the whole <laughs> pain, desire, and sacrifice thing, yeah, or decanter jolt. Um, and so this idea, this lifestyle of Sacrifice mm -hmm. is really, and, and what I, I want to, this is a side note, I do want to speak to it, because a life of sacrifice doesn't look the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think we're coming, we, we've been in a season while we're here in Austin, some of us, um, you know, we've spent the past few years traveling every so many months, you know, that's been our life of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And now the Lord's brought us to a season of sort of semi-stability, <laughs> at least in certain regards, but it's still a life of sacrifice. It's, it's a spiritual thing. Mm 
as they were talking about while ago, it starts spiritually speaking. And so it's not, oh, well, to live like them, I got to sell it all and be in an RV and move around everywhere. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. You can keep your job if the Lord has you keep your job. But it's a thing of what about your heart? Spiritually speaking, are you willing to sacrifice everything for Jesus, for the Lord? And um, ours just happened to manifest physically as well (laughs) as a picture of what happens spiritually in our hearts first. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, of note that I was, as I wrote my notes, looking back over these past years and all these influences, I noticed a pattern. Forge form. And what that pattern is, is that it seems all my influences include other people. Not, they're not, I'm, yes, I'm influenced by other people, but as I was going through them and being influenced by them, there was a body around me with me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, these weren't just on my own individual things. For example, I, the messages that we heard on these. CDs I would listen to together with other people. Yes. With my wife, with our friends, our other brothers and sisters. And going to the conference, I didn't go to the conference by myself. I went with my wife and our friends, this other brother and sister. And so there were other people involved in that. And these books, you know, I had one book recommended by a brother. And I read it with other brothers. Uh, The All-Inclusive Christ, Andrew and I went through that together. Austin Sparks, The Open Windows, I share that with everybody, and all of us here, I think, are subscribed to that, and we'll send them to each other. Hey, did you read it today? No, I didn't read it today. Did you read it? And so it's a shared thing. Body life, obviously, is a corporate thing. It's not just R.C. and his body life. <laughs> it's, it's Christ's body life. And uh, so that was, these influences have been a corporate thing. And honestly, with Milt, it wasn't just Milt and me. It was Milt and me and everybody else that was there together. And uh, and then even this radio program. You know, it's not just me. It's all of us here. And um, it's just a reminder of the corporateness of our Christ, of our God, that he is a three-in-one. He is a not just an individual, but a corporate God that his life works that way. That's not true for everybody. I know there are some people out there, we get emails and messages from folks who are like, I'm on the vine, or I'm not even on the vine, I'm in the wilderness out here by myself. And the Lord works still, though, in that. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. So there are several things that were mentioned today, several resources that I have not myself read or looked into yet. And so my thought right now is, oh my gosh, what am I going to read first? How am I going to get through this? I got to do, I got to do this yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would just share a quick thing um, that I've kind of uh, learned mm-hmm. over the past couple years in terms of my thinking that way about all of this mm-hmm. material that's out there, and that is to relax mm-hmm. if you're like me anyway, mm-hmm. and kind of go with instinct about what to read first. Mm-hmm. I know Carrie recommended some good things to start with. And then after that, just sort of trust that what you want to read, what seems interesting at the moment, will be the right thing to read at that time. Exactly. And so that there there is a lifetime to get through all of this. 
And you know, along with that is there's sometimes we feel like we need to read more to experience Christ. And while the Lord can use from a lot of books and some of those resources that we listed, He uses so much more those that we're surrounded Yes. And those are yes. being dealt with. I'm so thankful to have R.C. say that. That really, if I think back to those moments that were most impactful, it was with other saints. Mm -hmm. Even if at the time I might want to be somewhere anywhere else, (laughs) (laughs) the Lord had me in that situation for that time. Yes. And he he revealed himself through that. And our prayer, too, is that this podcast would become some of that, that there would be a life of Christ ministered to those who choose to listen, who dare to listen. Did I not mention the To the Saints podcast? Oh. That's one of my influences. Was that on your list? <laughs> no, I listened to this To the Saints podcast and I started drinking wine. <laughs> That's right. It's about seeing oh, our nice. Lord. As, as Andrew said, learning to see Christ everywhere in all these yes. things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And communicating. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. We've listed some of our influences. So yeah. feel free to you know, send us some of your influences. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. to the website, to the saints.com. Right at the top, there's a little place. What's it called? Ask the question, a question from a listener. Anyways, you click that. <laughs> And you can submit a question, a comment. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. I may be speaking out of turn here, but I just had a thought that if any of you are reading in the middle of something or about to read something and you're kind of unsure about whether or not it might be something that is you know, worth ingesting, maybe we could take a look at it, mm-hmm. send us a line about it, mm-hmm. and we'll let you know yeah. what we think. Maybe we've read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... Some of us at this table are voracious readers. Others are not. Well, maybe it's a, you can read it. There's audiobooks. Ah, there's yeah. different ways. That's true. There's asking someone else about it, and they tell you what it was about. Mm-hmm. I too. love it when Tyrone reads a high <laughs> yes. academic book and gives me it, the best tidbits. That's, that's it. The same thing that's with it. my favorite. Fiction, because yes. I'm not a big fiction reader. Mm-hmm. She'll, she'll give me the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I read that book. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Well, that, that's why. That's one reason why I haven't read all those yeah. books because my wife has, and she and I talk. Yeah. Or she talks and I listen, yeah. which is basically the same thing. <laughs> and Andrew, you you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, so I just very wise advice. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> all the married brothers out there, wise advice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Thanks for uh, tuning in and. Keeping it here. What's the website, Andrew? Do the Saints. Yes. It's all right. Ask a question is the tab that you're talking about. Oh, thank you. We have some resources. Maybe we could turn some of the resources we just talked about onto that resource page that we have listed on the website. Well, yeah, we'll put in that post to links to Yeah. Get your friends to subscribe to the weekly newsletter. Mm-hmm. Also supporting, and that's what I know. 
Somebody else can say my name is so and so. Well, then you'll have to tell us that you want to, or someone does to, because we're used to going in our order. My name's Darcy. <laughs> oh, <bless. coughs> my name is. Alice. I'm struggling. Okay. What's your name? <laughs> my name is. Or this is Allison. <laughs> One last thing. This is Tyrone. <laughs> This is Andrew. Goodbye. Well, I don't. I've missed the joke. Because we, uh, most of us here, have thought we were ending, uh -huh. and you keep bringing something else up for like four or five times. So that that was it. Liar, liar, liar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sauna in here. So I think that was for the pants on fire.